Welcome to The Marissa Morrison Show, where you'll discover your inner power to create the life you desire. I'm Marissa, and I began my business as a 19-year-old, single mom, broke, and in college. Today, I run a seven-figure business that teaches entrepreneurs how they can have it all without the frustration and overwhelm. Abundance, peace, joy, and overflowing love are available to you. And I'm here to show you the way to a richer, more vibrant life that radiates into your business, bringing you higher profits and profound fulfillment. You see, when you connect with the miracle that is you, you become an unstoppable force that doesn't need to push for success. Consider this an invitation to step into a new world of possibilities, empowering perspectives, and radical breakthroughs. Buckle up and get ready to see the world around you in an entirely new light. This is your life, and you don't need to wait to experience your dreams. It all starts now. I remember sitting there at my desk with the kids having been picked up, working for the past nine hours, looking at my to-do list and feeling like I still needed to get it all done. I remember sacrificing so much of my time in order to fulfill my to-do list. Now, to give you a little context, this was about, let's see, six years ago. So I would have been 20, if I can do the math, seven. My oldest is now 15. So he would have been about nine years old. Michaela, my daughter would have been about eight. My son, youngest would have been about four. And at this time in my life, I would wake up early four or five in the morning to get an hour or two of work done, just to hurry up and make them food, get them off to school, come back, get back to work. They were in an after-school program where they would stay there till six, and I would work until six and maybe make time for the gym, possibly. And then I would rush to get them often a minute or two late, if I'm being honest, maybe five minutes late, and get home and get them doing homework be on my phone trying to make posts or, you know, trying to multitask the last little bit of tasks that I still had to do. And I was out of control in my mind. I was going a hundred miles an hour. And what I was doing at the time was not sustainable. I was gaining success in my business and I was, yes, progressing and expanding and moving forward as we all are in every single moment of this life but I was losing my mind. And I had this one mantra I would say all the time. I never have enough time. I never have enough time. And I would just live in this place of time lack. And there was this urgency and this overwhelm and this never getting enough done that I lived in. And Like I said, while I was moving forward in many areas, I was also staying stuck in my experience of joy in my life. And so today we are going to talk all about productivity because I really feel that throughout my own experience and coaching hundreds of entrepreneurs, I have heard it all. I have experienced it and I've heard the stories of frustration and Not only that, but I have read many books that cover the best practices for productivity. I've put them on for size. I've given them a try in my own life so that I could find this 
this idea of balance, this idea of peace in my life, managing my children and managing my business and my relationships and my health and keeping it all going. And on the outside, it may have looked really nice and pretty, you know, because I was showing up and showing my highlights as we do on social media and of course in our business. But inside, I felt out of control. I felt like I never had enough time. And that was my story. That was what I lived in. And so I am going to give you the best practices that are going to give you the most productive year of your life. So if you are like me and you have lots of things on your plate, then you're in the right place because I am going to give you exactly what you need. Now, I want to update that context of my story. Today, I am 33. My oldest is 15. My youngest is 10. My daughter's 13, will be 14 in two months. I always, with my children, by the way, I start saying that a few months in advance. So emotionally, as a mom, I'm already like, in that space of, okay, they're 14. They're about to be, you know, someone asked me their age, oh yeah, she's 13, she'll be 14 in two months. And I continue this until they turn that next age because I have already pre-felt and acknowledged this beautiful becoming that they are stepping into their adulthood, but also emotionally preparing myself. And so that's why I say she is going to be 14 in two months because it's that age and she's knocking on the door of becoming a woman and I'm so proud of her. Today I homeschool all three of our children and my youngest two are dyslexic and all three were diagnosed with ADD. And so our world is kind of crazy. We just moved. We are living on 56 acres of land. After my husband had a traumatic brain injury, our world completely changed which we will talk so much more about here on upcoming episodes in the future. But everything about him and his desires transitioned. And from being a wedding cinematographer to being a rancher, and I am so proud of him. And I also am enjoying this new reality that we have manifested together because to me, the most beautiful thing is living on the ocean. And I would have that. But today where I live, my mom is with us and has been since my father passed. And so we just moved. And at the home we were at before, there was a space for her. We are currently in the process of building my mom a home here on our property. I look this way because it is literally going to be right there. Her house and my office will be in that building. So I'm very excited about that to have her here again. And so our lives are transforming. It's not what it was. And it's not going to be what it is today. Today, Devin's out there working on the land. I'm in here recording podcast episodes because this is where my heart is leading me. And the first thing that I have discovered whenever it comes to managing life, managing all the responsibilities, is that we have to acknowledge the season and stage of our life. Because when I started to read all these books and I was like, oh my gosh, this strategy is going to be it. You know, I picked up awesome pieces from each book. And if you know me, I love reading. Reading is the one thing that I would say in my 
journey to success, my journey to becoming who I am today, and the life that I lead today is books. Books have transformed me, the way that I see the world and have opened my mind. And so in these books, I've picked up gold nuggets along the way. Yes, absolutely. But what I found is that they would teach productivity in a sense of this is how it's done. These are best practices. Some of them are science-based. Some of them are from studying groups of people and reviewing the data. And while that can be very helpful, I think it's really important to really take a step back and say, wait a minute, you know, I'm a brand new mom. What you're teaching isn't applicable to me. Or, you know, I'm single. I'm not married yet. You know, I'm just doing my thing. So I actually can live my life a little differently. And so the way that you tap into your most productive year, most productive self, is going to first be by acknowledging where you are in this life, who you are, who you want to be, what experiences you desire, what is most important to you in this life. Because meaning is different for all of us. And some of us have a different meaning of success than others. You know, for me, success means being able to cook lunch for my family every day. Success means being done with my work by noon every day. Success means being present and available for my children and supporting them to build their own businesses even at the young age that they are. Right now we have, some of you may cringe at this, but at a young age, a few years ago, my son developed a passion for reptiles. And he's gone through several different passions that I have had the joy of watching him go through. You know, he loved, still does, love shoes, the creation of shoes. He loves to read. My other two children do not like to read, but he will read for hours. Sometimes I'm like, okay, sweetheart, we need to do our chores first and not read for five hours. And he's like, but mom, you said that reading was good. And he's still reading, you know, story type of books and things like that. But in certain times when he gets fired up, he will read educational books, which of course makes me excited because those are the books that have brought me the most breakthrough is these self-development, reflection, spirituality, and really books that help you to reconsider how you see the world and the way in which you are going to live your life. And so, like I said, get ready. It may make you cringe. We right now have we have an upstairs room. My daughter has 20 plus guinea pigs. She has three rabbits. We have rats because we need them in order to feed our snakes. Yes, I know. I said it. It's true. I'm just laying it out there, you guys. I'm being real with you, okay? Because that's what friends do. And, you know, my son every morning has to go upstairs and take care of all of the reptiles. You know, we have four bearded dragons that we are breeding because that is one of his biggest passions and the current career path that he's on. And so we are supporting him in this. And every morning he goes up there and he takes care of turning on the light that they need, making sure they have the food and clean water, cleaning out their little houses that they have, and, you know, helping him have his own coach that's coaching him and helping him. You know, none of my kids have their own social media, but they do have a social media related to their desired business field. And so as it turns out, reptiles are very profitable. There's a whole world in and of itself. And so he is, you know, really getting into breeding snakes. Yes, snakes. I know. When he first brought it to me, I was like, no way, no how are we doing this? But as I am 
walking this life, I challenge myself to live what I preach and acceptance and not manipulating, you know, our children based on what we believe and, you know, kind of guiding them, being a light to them, being a nurturing love to them, but yet also supporting their own dreams, even if maybe we don't feel like it's comfortable. You know, if you know my story, when I told my dad I wanted to be a photographer, he was like, you'd have better luck being an actress. (laughs) And so today, you know, I am managing many, many different hats. And so I'm coming to you in this place of building my business from being broke single mom in college, managing my clients. I remember sitting on the sofa with If you know the arm of a sofa, if you can imagine having my laptop on the arm, baby in my lap, sitting with a bottle in the face, and I'm like doing, you know, my work. So I have gone through many different seasons of my own life and my own experience. And so what I bring to you today is the most up-to-date version of tapping into your productivity that I have for you. And so first thing is really honoring your season and stage of life. And in that, I think that there needs to be a willingness to try new things, a willingness to say, okay, Marissa's going to give me ideas today. I'm going to try some of those ideas, but if they don't feel good, then I'm going to move on because if it doesn't feel good and it's not working for my life, it doesn't mean that it's the only way. And ultimately, only you know in all things what is right for you. Your soul, your spirit is guiding you. The universe has your back And when you know something feels good, it's a confirmation within your being that you are on the right path. And I always love to say, because I think it's empowering, I think it's also very true, that even when something doesn't feel good, that you're right where you need to be. Because in order to define what does feel good, you have to first define what doesn't feel good. And so even in those seasons of unwanted, unexpected things, even that season of my own experience where I'm like, I have no time. I had to go through that to realize, okay, Marissa, the way we're doing this baby is not working. We got to change it. And so that's what I had to do. I had to change it. And if I did not, I certainly would not be able to manage and experience life as I do today. And I would not be as productive as I am today. And so that's really the first fundamental part of this is to not put this box upon yourself of, Well, they say to do it this way, so I have to do it this way. Be willing to try and test different theories. Change one thing at a time and just kind of tweak it here and there and see how it feels and allow yourself to continue that evolution because, you know, the reality is, quite honestly, is that it's going to keep changing. Like I said, this is the season of life that I'm in, but you know what? In 10 years, all of my kids are going to be adults. I am believing for a child, Devin and I, We actually had a miscarriage back in October and didn't even know we could get pregnant. That's an episode coming, so get ready. But that put within our heart a desire to have a child. But so perhaps I will have a 10-year-old in 10 years. I will have a 10-year-old in 10 years. But my children will be out the house. So I look into that future, and that's a very different future than what I'm living right now. It's a very different reality. And so we have to give honor to this idea that things are going to change. They're never going to be the same. You know, life is movement. It's evolving. It's ever changing. And so in this, I want to challenge you, no matter where you are, this is one thing that will absolutely apply to you. How are you waking up each day? 
What do you do first thing? How do you begin your day? What thoughts are you having? What responsibilities are you jumping right into? How does it feel when you wake up? Because this first experience of your day will determine the remainder of your day. It is a practice. It is a chance to choose an intention for your day. And our minds are very busy. Our minds are constantly showing us what needs to be fixed, what problems there are. And so if you are waking up, getting on your phone to check your email, to see texts in there, calls, to go on social media, you are then taking your power and quite literally handing it over. Because when you wake up, you have a clear mind. Of course, we may have bad dreams. We may have things that we're working on. We may have things that are heavy on our heart. So in a sense, you could say, okay, Marissa, but I don't wake up with a clear mind. And I honor that and I respect that. But it's also the first part of your day. There is a chance for a new beginning. It's a new opportunity to try something new. And so even if you have something heavy on your heart, then it's an even bigger reason to consider how are you starting your day? Because if you are starting your day with those things, you are then making other people's requests and other responsibilities the first thing that you focus on versus all the possibilities that are there for you, all the fun projects and the creativity and the value that you dream of bringing to your business. You are handing it over. Because it's really hard to be creative and to have fun when the first thing that you're doing is filling your mind with comparison, judgment, responsibility, all of these emails that feel urgent into your mind. And so I want to encourage you to start your day in a new way. When you wake up, it is so important that you are aware of yourself. So give honor and space for how you're feeling. Like I said before, maybe you're waking up with something heavy on your heart. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, give space and honor it. But also take a moment to just breathe deeply and to give compassion for yourself and to the sensations in your body to release them. Even thinking the word release as you breathe in and as you breathe out is a very powerful way to let go of what you're holding on to. Spend the morning stretching. You know, consider journaling and meditation and really tapping into the voice of love within and how you are being guided. If you are waking up and feeling challenged, then I would like to encourage you to consider sitting for a moment in meditation and envisioning the life that you desire, seeing yourself experiencing it and tapping into the feelings, feelings deep within of how it will feel to live in that. Make a list of all the things that you're grateful for. See the journey of your life unfolding. See your children growing. See the experiences with your parents that have been loving and nurturing and how even the things that you didn't desire have cultivated you to today. How can you increase the level of gratitude in a way that you are literally vibrating? I oftentimes reach this level of gratitude where it's like an ecstasy. I feel lighter. I feel more alive. 
And it's this idea of seeing my existence, seeing this experience of life and how blessed I am. These things on my to-do list can seem so important, but in reality, me being alive and getting to do it at all is the gift. And so in the morning, in this very precious time before the world sends all of its messages, all the responsibilities come in, if you want to be productive, make sacred this time. And it doesn't need to be an hour or two hours. Personally, I will share. I spend two hours in the morning. I read. I am, you know, a ferocious late reader. So I, as of the last six months, I can't read one book at a time. I've been reading two books at a time. I journal. I meditate. I have some coffee. I drink lots of water. I stretch. I really dig into, you know, the vision of my life, experiencing it. I really challenge myself on what questions I'm asking. Am I asking questions from fear? I'm asking from questions from already having that which I desire, realizing also at the same time that I'm living in that which I desire in a very, very real sense. And this then allows me to look at my projects, look at what I'm doing in my business, in my life, what's most important to me, and allows me to create from a true, authentic place from within. Now, this morning routine did not start this way. You know, it's evolved over the years and it goes back to the season of my life. What am I able to do? You know, my kids in the morning will come and knock on the door and come give me a hug when they wake up. You know, they're homeschooled, so they don't have to wake up early. They wake up when the sun comes up and shines into their room. And I love this about our life. I think it's beautiful and I'm so thankful for it. But when they were younger, this may not have been possible. So, You don't need to do two hours like I do. It's totally fine. If all you do tomorrow morning is to choose to be aware of yourself and to simply in your mind think of the things you're grateful for, think of the life that you desire, and really feel that and know that and have faith that it is already on its way to you, you are already a million miles ahead. Because most people are getting on their phones. Most people are tapping into their email and just going right into survival. Because when you do that, your brain is quite literally going into this problem-solving mode and the voice of your soul is getting shut down and pushed down and immediately tapping into what fires do I need to put out? And that is no way to start your day. And it certainly is going to create overwhelm, frustration, and your ability to focus on one thing at a time is going to be derailed. So, How are you starting your morning? How are you waking up? Now, the next thing you want to consider, these first few things are fundamental elements of how you think about productivity. Because first of all, season, stage of life, you can't avoid that. It's going to be evolving. And where you are, you know, you have to bring honor to that. Second is, you know, how are you starting your day? What is the foundation of the day that then your mind is following throughout the remainder of your productive time? And then from there, it's really becoming aware of the relationship that you have with time. Because here's the thing, you can have all these strategies that are so awesome, that people rave about, that are science-proved and all these things, but if you have a belief system in your mind that you never have enough time, then my dear friend, you will never have enough time and that will be your experience. And so if you're raising your hand like, okay, Marissa, yes, it's me, I'm doing it. Okay, no worries. Honor yourself for acknowledging it. Don't judge yourself. Don't put yourself down. It's a new day. 
It's a new chapter of your life. Every single moment is a new opportunity. And so right now, choose to just hear yourself when you say it. You're not going to be able to avoid not hearing yourself because you've had this conversation with me. We're here now. And so this is going to blossom in your mind as you go through the next week and the next month and ongoing. You're going to start to hear yourself say, I never have enough time. I never have enough time. And this mantra is self-sabotaging. So becoming aware of it is the first step. And I'd like you to replace it with, I have all the time I need. The universe is expanding time for me. And it's not just saying it, it's feeling it. Studies do show that whenever we set goals that are limited in time, that we are less creative, that we are driven in a sense of survival and urgency to just hurry up and get it done, that our life is a rush, something we have to bust through and to make happen. But whenever we have more time, we are more creative and actually indeed more productive. So just saying the words, I don't have enough time, you are making yourself less productive naturally in that state of mind. Another thing I would like you to consider reframing is the word, I have to. I have to get this done. Restate it as, I get to serve. I get to do what I love. I get to be the owner of my business. I get to live this life. You never actually have to do anything. You get to. It's a blessing. And these small shifts and how you say things will transform your perspective on time and your to-do list, all right? Now, moving along here, I want to ask you, how do you manage your task? How are you being the CEO of your business? So are you doing, you know, emails first thing in the morning? Are you having a million tabs open? Are you going from one project to the other, randomly checking your social media on the phone and kind of all over the place? Do you have a system of how you go about your day? How do you feel whenever you are looking at your to-do list? Are you full of excitement or dread? And so this is going to paint a very clear picture, one, of your relationship with time, two, with your relationship with your business. Because if you are coming at your business with dread, frustration, overwhelm, you are going to create a reality where that is felt by the potential client, by the people that you serve. And so we need to reshape that. We need to reconstruct a new reality. And so when you are looking at what you have on your plate to do for the day, the number one thing that you want to realize is that movement is not momentum. And many things on that to-do list may feel urgent, but they're not actually urgent. You know, those emails sitting in your inbox, they're not really going to move your business forward. They're not going to transform what you offer. They're not going to create new offers and new services and new ideas. They are in the department of management, customer service. So I want to encourage you to reshift the way that you are going after your day and focus, therefore, on your most productive work first. Do the things that normally you may put off, but that you are lit up by, that you are passionate about, that will create more opportunities for people to connect with you and to work with you. 
For example, if you're creating new products, well, if you're sitting in your inbox all day and you are doing a lot of management work, you may spend a week doing that, looking back, realizing that actually that product never got created or never got started in the first place. You may realize that that blog post that was so exciting that you wanted to create, it's now you know two weeks later and you haven't done it. Or maybe it's that newsletter that you wanted to start sending out so you could start connecting and building this relationship with potential clients and an audience that's loyal and engaged. But here you are a month later, five months later, that newsletter hasn't kicked off yet. And feeling like, how am I ever going to fit it in? And the only way that you are ever going to fit it in is to do it first. So I want to encourage you, if you want to be productive and move your business, gain that momentum, Carve out the first few hours, not turning on your phone, keeping those email notifications off. Don't even go in your inbox. Literally stay out of your inbox in the beginning of the day and really get your mind right, you know, how you start your day and do the things that are going to fill you up for that day. If it means having breakfast with your family or sitting down with your children or your spouse or calling your mom or whatever relationships you have going, go ahead and do it because it's going to fill you up. It's going to make you feel like you are doing a good job at being who you desire to be. Because, you know, for example, this morning, I wanted to get to work and start recording right away. But you know what? I sat down with my son and I played two games of Uno. And I sat down and had breakfast and all the family was sitting there. And even though the old me would have been like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I need to get to work. I got to (laughs) go. My dream life includes freedom to be with my family. And the only way I'm ever going to have that dream life is if I start doing it now, today. And so it doesn't mean that I am loose with my time or that I'm just like not responsible with my to-do list. It means that I allow space to take a break because those five or 10 minutes that I'm doing what fills me up is actually going to create more momentum, more motivation and inspiration within my being, more fulfillment. And whenever I feel full, I am going to show up better for those that need me, for you. And so in your day, create space for that. But once you sit down, keep those email notifications off, turn the phone off, don't check social media, and do the most creative things. Now, I will admit, sometimes for me, one of the creative things that I need to do is post on social media. And so it feels good for me to get it done and just be able to put my phone down for the rest of the day. And so that is creative. And that is a part of building connection. So if social media is a drag for you and it's something you procrastinate day after day, you realize you never posted, maybe doing that in the beginning will be productive. Maybe it's an album design, a blog post, working on your website, whatever it is that's creative and exciting that normally gets put off because you have a lot of management stuff, do it first thing. And it's not about getting it done. It's not about hurrying up. It's about the big picture, the 30,000 foot view looking down at the path of what's going to happen over the next year, the next five years, next 10 years. And I guarantee you that if you were doing the creative things first in your day, from one to three hours in the beginning of your day, because there is a zone of focus and creativity that you get into. It takes about 15 to 20 minutes to get so centered in what you're doing. So you want to have at least an hour of that creative commitment time. And you're going to see month after month, 
you are going to get so much further than you can ever imagine. It is insane how much you can get done in that time. So creative work first, management work last half of your workday. Now, one thing you also want to work on is avoid multitasking. I used to tell myself, you know, I was diagnosed with ADD. I do not lean on that term. I actually don't even identify as ADD. But for those of you that are ADD, you are, you know, sitting right along with a dear friend who gets it because I was diagnosed with ADD. And I do see it from time to time. But I like to think of it as my superpower. And (laughs) to be honest, I really do. And I did tell myself at one time that I was a great multitasker that, you know, I could be listening to a course I bought or something I wanted to learn and be doing emails. Or I could be, you know, working on my editing and doing something else. And, you know, I have multiple tabs open or maybe I'm in the middle of a project and I all of a sudden feel the urge or need to like check my email or like check my Stripe account, see if any money came in. You know, just random things that I want to see if a team member messaged me. Just the most random things. And I would allow myself to go from task to task to task. Really, I told myself I was focusing on one task, but I would do multiple things during that task. And so if that's you, it's okay. Honor yourself for recognizing it, but we've got to cut it out. And it does take self-discipline and awareness to do so. But whenever you are centered and focused on the one task at hand, you are going to be more productive. You are going to be more focused, more creative in that area, and you are going to do it faster. So turn off those notifications and focus on one thing at a time. All right. Now, another thing that I want you to consider is what is bringing you joy and what is a dread in your business? When it comes to coaching entrepreneurs, one thing that I get kind of a kickback to often is this idea of hiring help. Us entrepreneurs, we love to do it all. And the things we tell ourselves is like, no one's going to do it like me. I could have done it faster. It's all lies, okay? It's all lies. Yes, in the beginning, these things may be true, but people are out there that are A-plus people. And I will have an episode on building a team here soon in coming episodes. But right now, just know that you are incredibly talented, yes, And you get it. You know the brand you're building. You know the business you're building. You know the way that you want to post on social media, the way that you want to curate your images, the font you like, the way you like to speak. Like, yes, you know it. And it's in your soul. I get it 100%. But if you're doing things because you're like, no one's going to do it like me. I don't really like doing this thing. But like, I have to do it because nobody's going to do it like me. You are then sacrificing what you could actually be doing that is more valuable in the business. Because if you think about, you know, how much you want to make, if it is, for example, I heard this somewhere where it's like, if you wanted to make $3 million a year and you divide that up into 40 hours a week, you'd be making $1,500 a hour. Have not done the math. We're just throwing these numbers out there. If they're accurate, great. If they're not, totally fine. We're just saying, hey, look at how much you want to make. How much is your time actually worth? Because really your time is, there's no value you can put on it because it's a unrenewable resource. You can't get back the time with your children or with your spouse or friends or family. You know, that's not something that you can put a dollar sign on. But if we did just for fun right now, any task, let's say you wanted that 3 million, that was less than 1,500, you should not be doing. 
If your desired income is, you know, let's say it's a million, so we divide that by three, so now it's 500 an hour. Well, then if any task you're doing is less than 500 an hour, then you should not be doing it because there are tasks that you can be doing that only you can do. For example, be the face of your business, show up and serve the clients, right? Like these are things you have to do. Manage the team. That's your job, right? There are things you are the visionary and the director of your business. So there are indeed things that you are doing that only you can do. And that, those areas that are only a you thing, that is your zone of genius. And I promise you that if it doesn't feel good, it's not your zone of genius. So the first thing that I always recommend to entrepreneurs is to hire a VA. Hire someone that can take over some of that management work, some of the things that are not bringing you joy, because then you are going to gain so much momentum in your business, so much more peace of mind. And yes, it comes with a learning curve. You got to learn how to be a leader. And you are only going to hire people that are, you know, as good as you are, that are going to look up to you. You know, if you want A-plus people, you've got to be an A-plus leader. A great book on this is The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. There are many other books on leadership that are phenomenal. That is one that really stands out to me right now in this moment that I have read that has been instrumental in my own self-development. Also, reading The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill, 600 pages, totally worth it. I've read it twice. It's phenomenal. Awesome, awesome stuff on leadership in there as well. So being a leader, developing a team is how you are going to scale and grow your business and your sense of peace in your life because you're going to get to do more of the things that you actually love. Now, that being said, I want you to realize it's not like it's not a linear thing whenever you hire people. It's not like, okay, I hire one person, so we're double as fast. Hire three people, now we're triple as fast. You will find whenever you hire a team that it is compounding. It is, you know, an expansive thing, nonlinear. And so your growth is absolutely worth the investment. And the kickback I get is like, well, I'm not making enough money yet to do that. Or I don't know how to train people and create those processes for people to do. Like, that's not my thing. I like doing this myself. And that's fine, but you can only do that for so long. You will come to a point of realizing you're doing so many things that you don't want to do. And the beauty of having a business is that there are other people out there who are so eager to serve you and to do that which you don't want to. And if you want your business to continue to be a joyful experience, hiring a team or just beginning with a VA is going to be instrumental in your journey of entrepreneurship. Now in this, I want you to also consider as we're going through this, you know, tapping into your most productive year is how tightly are you holding on to your expectations for the day? Because it is how tightly that you hold on to your expectations of the day that you will reduce the amount of joy in your life and in your day. All right, because I want to share what I do with my to-do list and this. It's been a long journey, and it's not to say that you need to do what I'm doing, but here's what I do with my to-do list and my expectations. What I have realized, and again, I lead a very unique life. We all do, that's for sure. And, you know, I have three kids homeschooling them. My husband's out there. I want to make sure the whole team has food. You know, I'm cooking dinner also. I'm really managing many of the home chores around the house. Like, you know, I do. I I have a lot on my plate, if I'm being honest, but it's a joy. It's an honor. It's a gift to be able to serve my family and to be 
who I desire to be in my own definition of my life and success and joy and my dreams. And I am living my dreams. But I realized that I was not going to be able to experience this dream that I had as long as I set an expectation to my to-do list. The biggest thing that you'll learn as you keep going is you may create a to-do list. I love mapping out my year. I map out my months and then I map out my weeks. But I have learned that many of the things that I think I'm going to get done are going to take way longer (laughs) than I thought. And that's just the reality. And so I can't get mad about it. I can't fight about it. I can't get, you know, my anger and my frustration is not going to make it any faster. It's just going to make it harder. So I have learned to let go of my expectations, to let go when I don't get it all done. You know, I have my time. I work from seven to noon and I have three hours that I commit to my creative work, which is sitting here in this podcast with you. And then I have my three hours or two hours, sometimes it's one hour of management work. And, you know, sometimes after I cook lunch and I do school with the kids, I might come back for another hour and do a little bit of work. I am flexible and open with my schedule. And this is without a doubt as an entrepreneur, the best way to go about your day is with flexibility. You know, when you are closed-minded on how the day needs to go, there are miracles that are knocking at your door and you literally will turn them away because you have a predisposed way that you want your day to go. And those opportunities are just going to walk away. And being in that space puts you in a space of survival. I am not good enough if I don't get this done. I'm not going to make the money I need if I don't get this done. I'm not going to get the clients I need if I don't get this done. And we get so fixated on this one day and getting it all done that we forget about the big picture. That actually, okay, if this happens, you know, every day where I don't get it all done, like a month from now, I might have an extra week of time. Okay, that may be true. But did I get to spend time with my family? Was I more joyful? Did I get to experience these unexpected opportunities that I would have been closed off to? It's likely that the answer would be yes. And guess what? Because you're having more fun, because you're having more joy, then you are being more creative and even more productive in ways that you didn't see possible. So if you would like to be more productive, let go of the limitation of expectations because you are going to just not feel good. And it's stressful. It is joy sucking. (laughs) It is not where, you know, abundance lives when you feel like you have to mold it and shape it into this limited form. One way that I handle my to-dos that feels really good is I will mark my to-dos in order of importance. So of course, the first one, two, three, four is going to be creative. Five, six, seven is going to be management. And if I don't get it done, I simply circle it instead of crossing it off. And it just rolls over into the next day. One of the things that I am so excited about here in the future is I will be creating planners for us entrepreneurs because I have also tried many different planners and I have a strong inclination of what is needed in the market for you to be able to craft your own day and to see it all in a way that feels really good. Because if you are having all these to-do lists and all these ideas in your mind, it can get really overwhelming. 
and frustrating. But if you put them on paper, then you are releasing your mind from having to hold it all together and then organizing it in order of importance. Now, I want you to also, if you are wanting to have this peace of mind and to be productive, to prepare the day before. And so what I mean by this is when you are getting close to being done with your work, you are looking at the things that you got done. You are celebrating yourself for it, feeling good about it, even if it's one thing. Because remember, that one thing might have taken all day and you didn't realize it was going to. Maybe you gave a client a deadline and you literally have to meet that deadline. So honor yourself. Roll it over to the next day and get crystal clear on how that next day is going to look. This allows you to wake up and to not be full of all of these rolling thoughts in your mind of everything you have to get done. Instead, you can start your day with clarity of, here's what I'm doing. And again, you need to be flexible. Maybe you wake up with a new idea. Maybe you wake up with this realization that, you know, actually this other project is going to be more important and getting it done is going to create more momentum. That's totally fine. Being flexible with your day is vital. But creating your task and what you're working on, what your team is doing the day before, also the week before, and the year before. Yes, a year. Now, in my map of the year already, here we are, March 2023, and I'm already changing my year, and that's totally fine. But having a vision of how your year is going to go and the projects and services that you're going to be providing, you are going to have so much more confidence and clarity on what you're doing instead of spinning your wheels, wondering what's next, just managing clients and looking back a year later and your business is really ultimately the same. So doing the most creative work first, but also having such a clear picture of the entire year, remapping it, reshaping it as you go, just as you do your daily to-do list, you just circle those things. And you know what? It feels like for me when I circle them that I have a little release of dopamine. It feels good. I'm like, okay, I have acknowledged and created space for this to still get done. And it's okay that I didn't finish it all because I did my best. And so in my last little tidbit of advice and guidance on being productive is to honor all areas of your life. Now, balance is something I am so passionate about, but I learned long ago that balance is not about balancing time. You are never going to be able to work this many hours and spend time in your health this many hours and balance your relationships this many hours. Balance is more about bringing your intention to everything that you do. And so whenever I am done with work, I will plant my feet in the room that I am and I will release even... Brendan Bruchard, who I love and adore, in his book, he talks about, you know, just relaxing your body and saying, release, release, release in your mind. And it is something that I have turned to time and time again. It's powerful because you are able to say, I'm at peace with where I am with my business. I did my best today and tomorrow's a new day. And in fact, I'm already prepared for tomorrow. So now, It's about bringing intention to the relationships that mean the most or the whatever it is. Like I said, meaning is different for all of us, but ensuring that all areas of your life are being fulfilled on a daily basis is important because when that happens, you are then going to come to your work with more peace, with more joy, with more clarity, with more motivation and inspiration because 
you won't be coming with an empty tank. You know, my mama always told me, you got to take care of yourself before you take care of anyone else. And it is so true. If you want to be productive, you have to be in a place of wholeness and fullness. So think about these things, really ponder these things, come back to this episode, write these things down and activate it in your life because productivity is up to you and not one size fits all. What I have found is that it has been a journey. It's been an evolution. And ultimately, productivity is about giving yourself grace and being flexible and being focused and centered on what's most important to you. Where's your impact in the world and how can you ensure that that happens? Not in a rush, but in the right timing, in a way that feels good. Because I can tell you right now, if you get caught up in all the things of hurry up, get it done, you know, this frustration, this overwhelm, kind of like I described, I was experiencing the beginning of my, you know, journey uh, six years ago, which my journey actually began 15 years ago. But that point, I had gained success, but I was pushing and pushing and pushing. And in that, finding my value in my work and my friend, that is going to lead to a failed business, upset clients, lower income. So, If you desire more profits, really consider these things. And I cannot wait to hear how your life is unfolding because you are capable of being productive. You're capable of doing all the things for your business, all the ideas that you have, they're yours for a reason. And that is because you are being called into a new journey, a new chapter. And when you follow, when you activate it and create space for it on a daily basis, you are going to be on a direction in life that is fuller than you could have ever imagined. And it's all possible. And it's up to you to be willing to try new things, new schedules, and communicating those schedules to those that you love in your life and who are around you. So I have so enjoyed being able to sit here with you, to communicate with you, and to step into your life and to play a small part in your world of becoming the most productive you that you can be. It's all up to you. You have got this. This is your life, and it all begins within your heart and your mind. I adore you. I love you. I am so proud of you because I know right now that you are already thinking about all of those ideas that you have bursting from your heart that you are going to bring to life this year, and I can't wait to hear all about it. As always, feel free to connect, DM me, send me an email. And if you feel called to do, please leave a review of how this podcast has been impacting your life. Share it with friends and family. And I'll see you next time here on The Marissa Morrison Show. Here we are again at the conclusion of another episode. I'm sending you a virtual hug. And I want you to know I am so proud of you for staying committed to your dreams. It's all possible. And it begins with you. If you'd like to discover more support, visit marissamorrison.net, where I have created opportunities for you to connect, expand, and to evolve into your greatest potential. Until next time, friend, I'm thinking of you and sending you all my love.